0: Welcome to the BeWellBuzz.com podcast. Welcome to the special Be Well Buzz podcast. This podcast is all about superior skin health. This is your resident nutritionist, Sean Stevenson. And today we're going to dive into a subject that's near and dear to many, many people's hearts. And even though we don't want to get caught up in what's known as vanity, the reality of the situation is that First impressions last a lifetime. And when people see you, the first thing that they see is your physical appearance. And in particular, the health of your skin. And the worry and the self-conscious aspects that come along with breakouts, with having poor skin health, rashes, skin irritation. These are all things that no one wants to deal with. And these are things that can be addressed. They can be healed. They can be reversed. They can be prevented with some basic understanding about how your skin actually functions, what things block it up really, and what causes the chronic conditions that are so difficult to treat because they've really gotten too far out of hand. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in. And I'm going to start off with letting you know about the number one nutrient that we need for optimal skin health. And this is going to come to a surprise to a lot of people. But the number one thing that we need for optimal skin health is actually saturated fats. That's right. If you need to do a double take on that, it's okay. Saturated fats are critical to your skin health because the majority of your skin is actually saturated fat. This is something that a lot of people don't know. And we're running around trying to do all these different topical things to our body when in actuality we're oftentimes deficient in the right kind of fats that build our skin in the first place. Now, saturated fats actually have a chemical makeup which is the carbon atoms and they're saturated with the hydrogen atoms. Now, hydrogen equals hydration. So we're really talking about the hydration and proper balance of the skin simply by having the right saturated fats in our diet. And saturated fats are not just important for your skin health, This is actually the majority of your brain is fat and water, okay, and especially saturated fats. Now, when we're first developed in the womb, our skin is one of the first things that develop, and it's the outermost portion of your nervous system. So understand that very clearly. Your skin is the outermost portion of your nervous system, and it develops at the very beginning of your development. So it's very, very sensitive to stress and to any kind of interaction with things that have to do with your nervous system. And before we dive deeper into the things that can help to prevent and also reverse skin conditions, I wanna share with you a real simple understanding about what your skin actually is and what it looks like. There are three layers of the skin. Number one, we have the epidermis, and this is where we have receptors and also the keratin production. And your epidermis, by having these receptors, that intrinsically let you know that has to do with the nervous system. Next layer we have is the dermis. This is where you find all the nerves and also the blood vessels for delivery of oxygen and nutrients. And again, this goes back to the nerves and the nervous system. Then we have the subcutaneous layer. And this is about the insulation. This is the regulation of the heat or cold and keeping your body at that proper balance And once again, it's related to that nervous system stimulation in your neurological system. So with that basic understanding that a lot of people never really get that simple education, we understand that our skin has to do with our interaction with the environment, our nervous system, and the different environmental responses that we're picking up. So this is very, very critical to having skin health because a lot of outer stuff, you know, putting stuff on our body, rather than how we're dealing with stress and the stressors that we're exposed to, are really going to tell the tale of our skin's health, beauty, and getting that wonderful glow that we all want to have. And some other critical factors that influence the health of our skin are the liver. And your liver is often referred to as the second brain. And it's the next largest organ besides your skin. The liver directly influences your nervous system. And is responsible for many detoxification processes and the liver is critical at really helping to protect you and to build enzymes and things that break down beneficial and nefarious substances in your body. Next up is your lymphatic system. This one is huge when it comes to the health and quality of your skin. You have four times more lymphatic fluid in your body than you have blood. And the lymph system is essentially your cellular sewage system. So this is the extracellular fluid that's responsible for bathing and detoxifying and also delivering nutrients to all the cells in your body. It's so, so important. And remember again, your skin is your largest organ. Now your lymphatic system, unlike your cardiovascular system, does not have a direct pump. So that lymph fluid does not move unless you move. Toxins and metabolic waste are moved directly through your skin when you sweat. This is why sweating is so important. Exercise is derived from the word exorcism. So it's not about getting abs, but that's a nice side effect. It's really about sweating and getting the junk out of you. So if you're not exercising and sweating and moving that lymphatic fluid, then you're going to have serious problems with things getting backed up in your skin. It is so simple, but it's one of those things that we've gotten conditioned to not do. You know, we have the sitting disease to where we're sitting all day and we're not getting up and moving our body and really breaking a good sweat and allowing our body to detoxify. So what I want to share with you are a couple of things to help to address your liver health, to improve that function, first of all. We'll step back for a second look at the liver. Number one, something really, really simple to add into your diet is milk thistle. And milk thistle is an amazing herb, and it really has a time tested affinity towards gently healing, nourishing, and detoxifying your liver. So, when your liver is functioning properly and functioning better, you will intrinsically have a better appearance on your skin's health. Now, another important thing for your liver can be dandelion root and dandelion root tea. And this is something you can pick up at pretty much any health food store right now. And have a couple cups of dandelion root tea every day. It's very, very nourishing, detoxifying, and healing to the liver. And these are two things that can help to get a better printout because this is what our skin is. It's a printout of the things that are going on internally. So add in milk thistle and dandelion root tea if you are of the assumption or the intuition that your liver might be one of the root causes of having poor skin health. As for the lymphatic system, we want to look at the doctrine of signatures, which shows that everything in nature has a correlation to a certain human body part based on the way it looks, smells, tastes, or how it functions in nature. Something very cleansing to the lymphatic system are those fruits that actually have little pockets that look very similar to your lymph nodes. Number one in this book is grapefruits, grapefruits and lemon in particular, Also oranges, that'll fall in there. But grapefruit and lemon have a very special affinity towards cleansing and healing the lymphatic system and getting the gunk out of your body that can block you up and attribute to poor skin health. So lemons have an anionic orbit. It spins the reverse of all other foods, similar to your own saliva, okay? It's very, very powerful at cleansing and really moving the lymphatic fluid. So just adding in some lemons every day or some grapefruits every day can really give you a great boost at your skin health. Now up next, I want to share with you some very common hidden allergens that are contributing to breakouts. The number one thing, since we're looking at saturated fats being so important, we want to have healthy saturated fats. The antithesis of that, the enemy of that, is oxidized rancid oils. This is something that people are getting in on the standard American diet, the SAD diet, all the time, pretty much every meal, every day. The people who are connected with Be Well Buzz tend to have a much, much greater understanding about health and nutrition and avoiding things like oxidized rancid oils. But sometimes these podcasts and these articles get shared with friends and family. So just to let everybody know, Oxidation with these oils occur when it's exposed, literally, to too much oxygen and too many conditions that break the oil down. And this is especially for the higher omega-6 oils, the things like so-called vegetable oils. And there are some healthy oils like olive oil, for example, that can get oxidized if it's not treated properly. So to give you an example, if you ever see olive oil that's not bottled in dark glass Do not purchase that and do not use that oil because olive oil is very sensitive to light and heat. Okay. So this is why you want to get extra virgin olive oil. That means it's not heated. It's not been tampered with in that way. It's cold pressed. So when you heat the oil over a certain degree, it begins to oxidize and it's very dangerous. So the whole concept of cooking with olive oil because it's healthier. That's a big misconception. In the Mediterranean style diet, olive oil is often added to salads and to bread. It's used in its virgin state. It's not something to be cooked with. When you cook, you want to exclusively cook with saturated fats. Things like coconut oil, ghee, raw butter. Those are much better options because the high saturation helps to protect it from those high temperatures. This is another one of the great benefits of things like coconut oil. I absolutely love coconut oil. If you don't have it in your cupboard, you got to get it. You got to get it for all around the house. Also for use in the bathroom as well for your skin topically, which we'll get into shortly. So another understanding is the rancid oils. This happens more with the omega-3 rich oils, the flaxseed, the hemp seed, the borage oil. These oils you'll often find at health food stores. They'll be refrigerated. They're actually in the refrigerated section because these oils are so sensitive to heat and they can go off very quickly and break down and become rancid. And when you put these into your body, these block up those channels that are intended for you know the receptor sites of healthy saturated fats to take place for just the functioning of your cell membranes and obviously the outermost appearance of your skin. So when those receptors are blocked with these oxidized bad fats... We have a serious problem. So that's the number one thing. We want to avoid those rancid oxidized oils, hydrogenated oils, which is one molecule away from being plastic, by the way. And it's found in most commercial foods like peanut butter, all the ones that have different oils. So we want to avoid those things and make sure we're looking at the labels and not getting hydrogenated oils in our body as well. Next up, and is a big, big problem for people, is gluten And in particular, wheat. This food has contributed to a lot of the so-called diseases of civilization. Now, humans have only been consuming wheat since the advent of agriculture. So we have thousands, if not millions of years of evolution with not having wheat as a staple in our diet. And what it is, honestly, it's a filler. And what it is, as far as the body's concerned, the interaction with the body, it's a very pro-inflammatory food. We know that wheat is an acid-forming food in the body and gluten and all these other grains. So one of the most important things that I do when people come into my office with severe skin issues is I get them off of all grains to eliminate that unnecessary inflammation coming into their body and the allergic response that oftentimes they go their whole life and they don't know that this food is causing this response in their body. It creates bloating, this puffiness, and it shows its face on your skin literally. So we want to understand and be very cognizant of avoiding wheat, if at all possible, and other grains as well. Another common hidden allergen that contributes to breakouts is sugar. And this is all kinds of sugar. We know the processed sugar that we see in the big sacks that looks like a drug, which it literally is. We know that stuff's bad for us now. We know that. That's common knowledge but also you can get out of balance with so-called natural sugars as well. So you have to be very careful with things like agave nectar and the different syrups out on the market. There are some fantastic products, but sugar can block up those channels in your body and block up the flow of oils moving out of your system and create what's called cross-linking and also glycation. So we want to avoid having a lot of sugars in our diet Now, for me, for example, when I say all kinds of sugar, when my body's really, really clean, if I were to eat even a banana, I would immediately have some kind of a breakout of my skin. It wouldn't be terribly bad. You know, my skin is always just clean and clear. But if I ate a banana, because they're so hybridized and they're just, oftentimes, you know, honestly, they're just a sugar ball. They don't have the seeds that they would have in their traditional form. It's just sugar. You're just getting a straight dose of sugar and it would show up on my skin. So that's something for me, you know, but you might not be as sensitive as that. And you can eat a little bit more sugar, but I can't. And it's just paying attention. When you eat certain foods, notice your body's response, notice how you feel. And also a great indicator is taking a look at your skin. The final one I want to talk about and share is something that's very close to me and something that I've seen with people in my family and many, many of my clients, a couple hundred of my clients at least. And that's the allergy to pasteurized dairy. I had one young kid come to see me and his skin was really, really bad. It was probably the worst skin I'd ever seen. And he was very shy about asking me about it. He actually presented himself in wanting to know some things about health rather than coming out and saying what his most important need was, which was his outer appearance and his skin. But he decided to ask, you know, is there anything that you know about that can help me with my skin? And he was actually from the Indian descent. And in the Indian culture, they consume a lot of dairy products. There's a tendency for that. And actually, dairy is considered very sacred. The cows are considered very sacred. Now, when the cows are coming from, you know, grass-fed, healthy cows that are given a proper diet and the milk is not pasteurized or homogenized, then it can be something very beneficial to the body for some people, some genetics. But in our country, just the general milk that he was drinking, once he came here from India, that's not the same milk. And all I did was tell him, eliminate dairy. That's all I said. I just told him to eliminate dairy. He came back and saw me after he got back from his summer vacation. And it was like a commercial with a before and after picture that is just unbelievable. He had the biggest smile on his face and I'll never forget this. He was so happy. His skin had cleared up like 90% and it went from like the worst skin I had seen to being not flawless. You can see that there was some old scarring there and you know some residue from having a lot of skin problems. But generally, his skin just looked fantastic, looked really great, and he was extremely happy. So when you take dairy and you pasteurize it, the proteins in it, the casein, becomes a very gluey, sticky substance that's very hard to digest by our body. And it will have a tendency to show up on your skin. So just be aware of that one as well. If you're going to go with dairy, you want to have raw, grass-fed dairy if you're a vegetarian or not doing vegan foods, then that's where you want to go. But if you're drinking pasteurized dairy, homogenized dairy, you're going to have some problems, and it's very, very disruptive, not just for your skin, but also allergic conditions like asthma and eczema, which is another skin condition. So eliminating dairy can be very powerful for you. And you know what? Since this is Be Well Buzz, I'm going to give you another one more hidden. Now, this one is extremely hidden. A lot of times, this is something that I'll go to first when oftentimes when people go to see a health practitioner or a nutritionist. This is something way, way down the line that they might never get to. Heavy metals. Heavy metals directly disrupt your nervous system. And how that links up, again, is your nervous system. Your skin is your outermost portion of your nervous system. We're exposed to so many heavy metals through our food, our air, and our water every day. Now even if you're drinking the best filtered water, you're still being exposed to these heavy metals, and they are known to cause severe reactions. But oftentimes these are not things that, you know, you go in to see your practitioner or your doctor and they're saying, "Okay, yeah, you have a issue with heavy metals." No, it's it's something where, you know, you go in And they'll give you a drug to treat a symptom rather than what's the underlying cause here. So what I would do is to have a daily chelation therapy for the person with an oral chelator. And this would be something as simple as getting your hands on some zeolites or some bentonite clay. And this is something you would introduce into your body internally. And you can also use externally as well. This is something very simple. I'm not going to get too much deeper into it. But that's definitely a place to look is zeolites and or bentonite clay or other indigenous, healthy, time-tested clays. So what I want to do now is to address a common skin condition that many people are suffering from and just kind of take you through what I would do when someone comes into my office to see me. And this one is psoriasis. So psoriasis is an autoimmune condition. And It occurs when the immune system sends out faulty signals that actually speed up the growth cycle of skin cells. Now the question is, why would your body do that? Why would it do that? Why would it send out these faulty signals that actually speed up the growth cycle of my skin cells? Why is it doing that? So as mentioned, this is an autoimmune condition. So your body feels like it's under attack, it's under stress, it's overstressed. So... To answer the question, why would it do that? Number one thing to look at here is the lack of the signifying, signaling hormones like the corticosteroids. So, this is when the communication of your system is off. And the corticosteroids are actually synthesized from cholesterol, and this is found within the adrenal cortex. Now, cholesterol is now understood to be a very important nutrient and element for our body. Literally, it's the seed or the birthing for all of your cells to be built, your cell membranes. That's how important cholesterol is. And this is something mainly to do with your liver. But this is also going on and synthesized within the adrenal cortex. And when we hear that, we remember about the stress and how that can throw the whole system off. So number one, with psoriasis, we want to make sure that the hormones are in balance. We want to make sure that we're not bringing in xenoestrogens into our system that are blocking up receptor sites. And xenoestrogens can come from things like bisphenol A, you know, what we're finding in plastics. So if you're drinking water that's bottled in plastic under fluorescent lights all day, that can be a big, big problem. Eating soy products, which are loaded with xenoestrogens and block those receptor sites. Pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, these are all estrogenic compounds in the body So making sure that we're not eating conventionally grown foods, we're eating organic foods, we're eating foods that are grown properly. This will intrinsically help to balance that out. And next up, we would look at the stress levels in their life as well. You know, the financial stress, the work stress, relationship stress, any unnecessary stresses that are going on, and also the stress relief practices. So having things like quiet time those peace points during the day to really reset and allow the body to get into balance. And things like meditation and quiet time and prayer, these are all very essential when working with an individual who has an autoimmune condition like psoriasis. We have to have these peace points during the day to help to keep that stress in check because we're all bombarded by stress all the time. And it's just something that we have to deal with. And we want to deal with it in the best way we can. And having these techniques at your disposal can be very beneficial. And finally, number three, we'd have a look at the EMF exposure they're subject to. The electromagnetic fields, the electromagnetic pollution that intrinsically cause issues with the nervous system and stress. So we're talking about geopathic stress, which is naturally occurring environmental stress. Things like aquifers, for example, And underground movement of water can create a a field that creates stress in the body. So cancer didn't just get invented in the last 100 years. There was signs of cancer found even in dinosaur bones, but it was obviously a lot smaller than today. Today, we've had this huge increase, and it's because of the artificial stress that we've added in. The artificial EMFs, the cell phones, the power lines the microwaves, the radio waves, etc., etc. These have been proven to create disruption between the cells of your body and you need to be aware of that and have practices to protect yourself and your family from all of this electromagnetic noise. And the number one way that I have found and has been incredibly helpful is the earthing technology. And just if you live in areas where it's possible, get yourself outside and connected to the earth The earth is brimming with free electrons that just getting your body in contact with it helps to push all this electric noise off of your system and creates essentially uh, a field of harmonic resonance within you. So if you're having an issue with chronic skin problems, something like psoriasis, getting grounded and utilizing earthing technology may be something you definitely want to take a look at. And the grounding technology is essentially taking the grounding wire and attaching it to the earth itself and then bringing it into your home where you can have a computer pad where it's right under your desk, a mouse pad, there's grounding, earthing bed sheets, things that continuously bathe your body in these free electrons and help to protect you from all the electromagnetic noise that you're being hit with. Just a cell phone, for example, is hitting your body with a tremendous amount of volts that disrupt and radiate your brain. This is very much known now and contributes to things like brain tumors. And we know for the sake of this podcast that our brain is the biggest determinant of our skin health because it's part of our nervous system. So we're not gonna be a fool anymore and be subject to all this extra damage when we can protect ourselves. So I wanna give a quick note because there's another side to this. US Air Force scientists confirmed that there was successful use of EMFs by the former Soviet Union in treating skin diseases including things like wounds, burns, atopic dermatitis, what it was shown to do is stimulate the immune system and temporarily decrease DNA damage temporarily. Now, however, what they found was that repetitive exposure was found to downregulate the stress response, increase DNA damage, and stimulate the growth of cancer cells. So electromagnetic fields can be healing or can be very, very dangerous. And this has been known for a long, long time. And now if you didn't know, now you do. You got this information in your hands. Thanks to Be Well Buzz. So now we know the problems. Now let's dive fully into the solutions. And they're simple and graceful. And the first one we want to look at are the complementary practices that you can do to really give your skin a healthy glow and a youthfulness. Number one, a complementary practice that you can do is skin brushing. Skin brushing which is also known as dry brushing, actually allows you to remove all the dead skin cells from your body. And you can actually see it, you know, when you go into the light and you do the skin brushing, or if you don't have a skin brush, you can just scratch yourself back and forth. You can see all the dead skin that begins to be removed from your body. And all these dead skin cells block the nutrient flow in and out of your skin. So, understand what you can do is go to your health food store, of course, go online and get yourself a skin brush and start to do that practice. Skin brushing is known to stimulate the lymphatic system. This is why it's such a great complementary practice. Also, rebounding. That's taking a mini trampoline and lymphocizing or cellar sizing. And this has been shown to really stimulate and move the lymphatic system and get the stuff out of your system that is blocking the circulation, as well as promoting the health and beauty of your skin. Another thing is to make sure that we're using the right kind of soaps, not using harsh soaps, really harsh. Most soaps are alkaline soaps, which strip the skin of its natural pH. So there's a reason that your skin, we're talking about fats or essential fatty acids. Okay, so it's acids, So we don't want to put too many alkaline soaps on our body, which strip those acids away and create an imbalance and your skin will fight back, essentially. So that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that we're using the right kind of soaps for you. So you really want to do your homework and make sure that you're using truly natural, pure soaps that have a great resonance with your particular skin type. All right. So that's very critical. So... The question now is what are the best topical treatments for your skin? So you have heard already that your skin is bringing in nutrients too. So we do want to go from the opposite direction because your skin is the last place to get the nutrition because it's the outermost part of you. So we want to look at what topical approach we're going to take. Best thing, generally for the majority of people, is going to be something with high saturated fat. So coconut oil. Coconut oil is excellent for the topical treatment of your skin. And what it has is a compound called lauric acid, which is an antioxidant and antibacterial. Another source to look at is cacao butter, cacao oil. That's right. So putting chocolate oil on your body, which will be very beneficial for your skin, is also for your significant other. Really fantastic stuff. Other sources would be almond oil and even olive oil for certain skin types. And just to give you an extra little tip, we wanna pay attention to those very sensitive pores under the eyes. Cacao oil is fantastic for that area of your body. To just leave it on there from time to time is a little bit of a nice treatment. It's fantastic and it can really nourish those pores right around that area around your eyes. And it's been one of my little beauty secrets that I share with a lot of women who come into my office. Also with a topical treatment, What are we using when we use these different soaps? We're using water. So what kind of water are you putting on your body? Are you putting municipal tap water that has chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceutical drugs? They found a tremendous amount of statins in the water supply in some municipalities now. So we need to be aware of this. Are we washing our face with statin drugs? So making sure that we have a nice water filter, shower filter going, or you know, even a whole house RO system, for example. Or if you live on a well, then you don't have that problem if you're using well water for your house. But if it's the municipal water, want to make sure that you're using a water filter. That might be just the thing. That might have been worth the whole podcast and this whole thing and worth thousands of dollars of trouble for you to find this one thing out. That the water that you're using to clean your skin could be causing the problem. Now, to wrap things up, what are some supplements that I recommend for your skin health? Now, number one, I'm not a big fan of supplements. I'm a big fan of whole foods and doing things the traditional way that our ancestors have done for thousands of years. However, we live in much different conditions than our ancestors, so we do need to have protocols to help the balance things out. And my favorite thing, supplement that I've used personally for many, many years, every day, is MSM methyl sulfonomethane and what this is is an organic sulfur compound and it creates more permeability of your cells so nutrients get in easier toxins and metabolic waste get out easier it's a almost a miracle supplement it's so incredible and msm works in conjunction with vitamin c to create new tissues so we don't want to just clean up our skin we want to create better skin And this is what MSM and vitamin C. And of course, we want botanical vitamin C. So I like Camu Camu, Amla Berry, and Acerola Cherry. Those are fantastic. Camu Camu is my favorite. Another important thing for your skin is vitamin A. We do not want to get vitamin A in a vitamin or some kind of synthetic form because that's actually been shown to increase mortality rate. Actually, people died faster when taking a vitamin A synthetic supplement. So we want to get our vitamin A from food sources or whole food supplements. So this would be something like krill oil. If you're not vegan, then egg yolks. Or if you're doing the lacto-oval vegetarian, egg yolks. If we're doing vegan only, then aloe vera. And another important thing, last thing I'm going to wrap up with is vitamin E. So this is going to be unheated olive oil, sunflower seeds. Those are some fantastic sources of vitamin E. So thank you so much for tuning into this Be Well Buzz podcast. And please share this information with your friends and family. Share it on Facebook. Email it. Download the podcast. Listen again in your car. Saturate yourself with this information because it will help to retrain your thinking and retrain your mind. And this is so important because our skin health really determines how we feel about ourselves. So make someone's day and share this information. And I want to thank you again for being proactive and really stepping up and choosing to have incredible health. This is Sean Stevenson signing off from Be Well Buzz, and we'll talk with you soon. Thanks for listening to the BeWellBuzz.com podcast. Go to www.bewellbuzz.com for free articles and news about natural health and wellness.